The week is here, ladies and gentlemen. The week you've all been waiting for. The week that you had circled on the calendar in the preseason. The week that has everybody hyped up. Alabama LSU week. And with that being said, you are locked on to a brand new slate of material on what is the hottest form, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information you are going to find anywhere. This right here is In My Own Words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, continue to give the show a like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up because that tells us you want more. We're trying to give you more. We're trying to make sure that you get the up-to-date news, notes, information, and content on your Crimson Tide. Also, be sure to pick up some title towels from our good friends at WhitwillSports.com. The rally towel with benefits for the avid Alabama sports fan. Show that pride and purpose for your Crimson Tide. Twirling, waving title towel in the air like you just don't care. When you look at this game right here, the stars already in a line to be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama this weekend. ESPN's college football game day will be in the building. SEC Nation will be in the building. And the commander-in-chief for this United States of America, the 45th president, Donald Trump, reportedly he is supposed to make his appearance in Bryant-Denny as well. So a lot to look forward to on that end. But to start this week's edition of shows, so much for the gamesmanship from Nick Saban in terms of Tua Tagovailoa. He was made available for the media on Monday. Got a chance to look at 13 back on the field for the first time since having the tightrope surgery on his right ankle, the ankle he hurt against Tennessee. Of course, he didn't play against Arkansas, but Tonga Vangoa looked good out there. Sported a black sleeve on the right leg, but it did not seem to bother him. Maneuvered through drills, stepped up in the pocket, moved around on the ankle, made strong throws, Looked poised, looked comfortable, looked confident, looked very, very positive going through the quarterback drills, all of these good signs. Uh, the black sleeve did not tend to or did not seem like it was giving him any pain, discomfort, or frustration. So that's all good. According to a couple of the teammates I spoke to on Monday, Jerry Judy and Jedrick Wills, I mean, both guys said, throughout the bye week when they were able to look at Tonga Valoa. He looked good to them, didn't seem to be in any pain to them. So he spoke positive about, or he was positive about even after the Tennessee game that he would be ready for the LSU matchup and to a Tonga Valoa proving accurate on his words and barring any type of setback, he should start, he will play against the Tigers. So it was awesome getting a chance to look at him on Monday. And I also was back at practice on today watching him and as he continues to progress. Still being viewed as a game-time decision, according to Nick Saban. But in the two days, Monday and, of course, today being Tuesday, Tua Tonga Valoa looked good in practice, progressing well, should play 
this weekend against the Tigers, especially with him understanding uh, how big this game is. With one in one game, he can put his team uh, right in uh, the Southeastern Conference Championship game. In one matchup, he can put his team uh, as one of the four seeds for the college football playoff. In one game, he can snatch back uh, what he lost a season ago what he could have had if not for injuries, that being the Heisman Trophy. And in one game, especially when you look at a representative from all 32 NFL teams will be inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. He's got a shot to prove not only am I the number one quarterback you need to be looking at, but I am also potentially, arguably, the number one overall pick that you need to be considering. So... Just a little update there on Tua Tagovailoa. But head coach Ed Ogeron of the LSU Tigers, he told his team during the bye week, don't feed the Twitter machine. Don't feed social media. Don't give Alabama any more ammunition than what it already has. And uh, we all know what happened on last week. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, came out with, we're coming for Bama's head. We're going to dominate them. We owe them. They have not seen an offense like us. Those statements. And then Leonard Fournette, former LSU running back, he jumped into the mix. But while the players may have gave a Twitter machine a couple of chicken fingers, and all gave social media its most heartiest meal with the two statements he made this week and uh, I mean he gave the Twitter machine uh, fried chicken collard greens macaroni and cheese cornbread candy yams and Kool-Aid out of a mason jar I mean that's what Ed O gave the Twitter machine and uh, the first statement he made in uh, a press conference he had this week was he was asked about the Alabama game you know how he feels about this game you know, what is his mindset going into this game? What challenges does Alabama present, you know, this LSU team? And he basically said, we have bigger games down the road than Alabama. We have bigger games down the road. If you're going to read between the lines, he's basically saying SEC championship and college football playoff. He's almost, in a sense, looking over Alabama when he made that statement. We have bigger games down the road. He's he's not talking about, you know, Arkansas, or he's not talking about, you know, any other game on the regular season schedule. He's looking at SEC championship and the college football playoff, especially with those college football playoff rankings set to be released on today being Tuesday. So he's looking ahead of Alabama with that statement. That's interesting. So, and if that statement did not, you know, ring a bell or rub you the wrong way, if you're not an Alabama fan, he comes back with his next statement of, and I understand as a coach, you got to be for your guy. You got to be for your player. You got to show the utmost support of the guys in your locker room and on your roster. And I get that, and I respect that. And uh, But th- there comes a point where you could be at the right church but sitting on the wrong pew. 
Uh, you can say the right thing, but you can say it at the wrong time. There's those types of moments, those types of situations. And uh, when you look at Ed O, if he would have said this in private, it would have been okay. If he would have said this in the locker room, it would have been okay. But he made this statement in front of, you know, national media against the team that he's playing against this week, against the team that his program, the LSU Tigers, are winless in its last eight tries. And uh, you are going to Bryant-Denny Stadium. You are going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You are going to face a program to where a lot of people are talking about you know Alabama doesn't look like a championship team it doesn't feel like a championship team I don't think it's playing like a championship team everybody's kind of pushing Alabama under the rug so to speak and uh, here's a matchup to where you know you're facing this team and Ed O comes out in the second statement from national media and he goes Joe Burrow is good, if not better, than the quarterback we're about to play. Joe Burrow is good, if not better, than the quarterback we're about to play. And Bama fans, you guys know how you feel about Tua Tagovailoa. To you guys, Tua Tagovailoa is the best thing in college football. To you, Tua Tagovailoa has revolutionized the way you think and feel about football. The Alabama players, they know how they feel about Tua Tagovailoa in terms of who's the best quarterback in college football. I mean, you even have NFL teams, NFL fans that are in stadiums right now that are praying for their teams to tank just so they can draft number 13 of the Crimson Tide. So they know how they feel about Tua Tagovailoa. So here comes Ano, the week of the biggest game of the year. While at the same time, Nick Saban, during Monday's presser, and I was there, Nick Saban doing nothing but, you know, complimentary toward Joe Burrow, saying he's accurate, he can make all the throws, he's athletic, He can extend plays, great scrambler, tremendous athlete, tremendous talent, just showering nothing but praise on Burrow. In terms of the Alabama players, they're saying they're looking forward to the challenge. They're happy about playing against an offense like LSU to see how can they disrupt it, but still showing the utmost positive for this Tiger team. And yet here comes Ano, Joe Burrow, Good, if not better, than the quarterback we're about to play this week. In the week of, you're facing the Alabama Crimson Tide in Bryant-Denny Stadium, if I have not already mentioned that. Folks, for you guys being the Alabama faithful out there, I mean, at this point, it's game on. I mean, he has just put the last little piece of a lighter fluid on the fire with this statement. I mean, uh, once again, I understand Joe Burrow is his guy. You guys support your guy. You got to be a part of what you know your guys in the locker room are doing. But to sit there and say that the week of this game 
and you are playing this quarterback that you know how everybody feels about him, him being Tua Tagovailoa, and not to mention you're without one of your best, if not your best pass rusher in Michael Divinity Jr. And don't give me this, well, Divinity didn't really do much this year, so does, so does he really matter? He matters for LSU in this game because uh, Divinity Jr. leads the team in sacks with three. And, of course, last year, he had 54 tackles, 10 and a half of those for loss, five sacks, a team high, eight quarterback hurries. I mean, this was a guy that was looked at to be a big prospect for the NFL draft, but was dismissed from the team, according to an article in The Athletic on Monday, due to it was a coach's decision, so some personal reasons behind that. But not having Divinity Jr., a loss for LSU, but I guess they'll get over it. Just seeing how Alabama not having Dylan Moses the whole season, not having Joshua McMillan the whole season. It's been without uh, Brian Ray for the most part, for the, for the better part of this year on defense. So it is what it is. But just seeing Ed O make this statement, game on, game on for Alabama and LSU. So that's going to do it for this segment here on In My Own Words, the podcast, hottest show in the streets for news, notes, and information. As always, people, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Uh, get that today for your iPhone if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you just so happen to carry the Android phone or the podcast options listed there at the bottom of the screen. You also subscribe to TD, AlabamaMag.com for all the latest and touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube. The site with over 6,000, 6,000 now. Subscriber strong. Thanks to you, the fans. Upon our return, upon our return, folks, we will dive into speaking with my man, Justin Smith, in terms of recruiting. Big recruiting week coming up here, or big recruiting week here this weekend for Alabama LSU. We will speak with Justin, the lead recruiting, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. On the other side of this break, don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming back. 